Hey, it's the Hancock and Kelly Show in for our regular Friday gig. We thank you for joining us. Stick around with us. We're going to stay all the way to uh, almost 11 o'clock. We'll be joined by Amy and Chris, and I'm sitting in a room with two pirates. That's right. Pattonville <laughs> Pirates. I, Paula, State Representative Paula Brown is our guest. She's in the studio. And I knew her as Paula Heblethwaite back in the day. We graduated together from Pattonville High School in 1982, and I haven't seen you since. Nope. So it is just a pleasure to see you. I have fond memories of those high school days, uh, at least what I can remember of them. <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, and it is great to see you. I think about you often. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, on purpose I, there, Paula? I on do. purpose you yeah. think about them? So yeah. I, I got a therapist that helps me with that. <laughs> he was a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> you were great, too. I actually, well, I'm not going to say that on the air. So, uh, but I didn't know Paula Brown was Paula Heblethwaite, and my neighbor... Uh, who was in our class, uh, came over and he said, uh, he we were just chit-chatting in the backyard, and he said, did you see Paula Heblethwaite got elected to the legislature? I said, no. And, he, and then I said, so I looked at it, and it was Paula Brown. And I said, ah, there you go. <laughs> and you beat an incumbent Republican to get there. I did. That was, uh, those were slim pickings in those days. It was a hard, hard race. I went to bed at 2 o'clock that morning with a 93-vote lead. Wow. Mm. And when it got certified, I think it was 111. Yeah. So. That's remarkable. And, but, and became the second member of the class of 82 to serve in the Missouri General <laughs> Assembly. Your expertise is education policy, and you were an educator for years. Where did you teach? So I taught at Hazelwood for 31 years. And what subject? So I started at elementary. Yeah. Um, second, fourth, fifth, and I was a middle school librarian um, The Hazelwood NEA president of the teachers union. Wow. And then I went into professional development and HR. Okay. So. I never, well, in high school, I would not have picked you out as a politician. Uh, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, right. <laughs> but here you are. And education policy is, is one of the hotter topics in Jefferson City. It's the, one of the most substantial things that the state government funds, if not the most. And uh, there's been this evolving talk about school choice and a lot of proponents of school choice in the legislature, a lot of people that are wary of it because of the impact it could have on the public school district. Is there a role for choice in education? Um, you know, I don't support choice in its form right now. Mm -hmm. um, public dollars, according our Constitution says no public dollar goes to private Entities, right? And the purpose of a supporting public education is to perpetuate democracy. That, that's its that's its purpose. So I don't know that I think that there's a good way to do choice unless everybody has to follow the same rules. And then you have to get by folks who do they want their kid? They they want to pay for somebody else's child to go to private school? That's a big question. And it is all over the gamut when you talk to folks. Yeah, and so you've got the, the private school situation is one issue. The bill that didn't pass this last session was open enrollment, which mm -hmm. would be allowing public schools, if they chose, could accept students from outside of their districts. Is that an option for some families? You know, um, I don't know if you know Representative Pollitt, uh, mm. former superintendent at Sedalia Schools. Oh, okay. Really good guy. Um, his purpose when he first started working on this bill was to allow parents who had odd situations, like say, I would drive 35 miles and I've got a first grader. Why can't I put him in a school next to where, where I, I work, work yeah. in case there's an emergency? And Or what if this 
what if this school district has this program, but this school that they attend doesn't have that program? To, so to allow those kinds of things, um, not a bad idea. You know, Springfield does choice within their school district, and they're huge, right? And it's working just fine. Uh, my concern became with this bill that it isn't funded. It It is funded, but he gave it a caveat. They added an amendment last minute that said, oh, if they pull the funding, we're going to continue with the program. That's $6,300 right off the top that a school district isn't going to get for educating a child. What does that look like to the patrons of that district who are paying those bills versus the person sending? So um, most issues in Jefferson City, and I'm generalizing here, tend to break down on urban versus rural uh, and, and a lot. That's not really the case with education. We've got some strange bedfellows as it relates to education. And from the left of center side, which is the aisle that you and I are from, Mm -hmm. there's this push for charter schools. And and it doesn't necessarily mesh well with the position that you and I may have. What is the ultimate answer to solving the the education problem that a lot of these kids are finding themselves in uh, here in in the suburban areas and the urban areas of St. Louis? So I see it twofold, and I am really glossing on this answer just because it's so big. And if you get the weeds, we could be here all day. Two things. We have to appropriately fund. And everybody says you can't throw money. But when you lop off $400 million and then call it fully funded, there's something that doesn't jive with that answer, right? Right. But the other thing is what are we doing? What is society doing to help kids outside the buildings? I was in a joint committee hearing last yesterday and I sat next to Senator Carter who is not from our area but she and I have a lot of the same opinions and she says it really well we can't fix everything in society within the walls of a school building right we don't have the funds to do that we don't have the expertise and right now we're we're lacking people we have a teacher shortage but we also have a mental health uh, professional shortage we have a nursing shortage so there's all of these things that play into what comes into what kiddos bring into the school building. With all of that said, if we had the appropriate funding that we could deal with all of that, we would be we would start to turn, I think, the ship around. State Representative Paula Brown is our guest in studio. She's on the Education Committee in the Missouri General Assembly. Uh, It's a niche area, I suppose, but I know a number of families who have opted to go with virtual education uh, as part of their choice in school. It's done through the local public school, Uh, certainly not for everyone, uh, but do you see that as a potential viable option for some families that may be dealing with bullying issues at school or the health concern of a parent or the child themselves? Uh, How do you feel about virtual education? So virtual education is also twofold. They have a part of it that I absolutely love. Um, I don't know if you know that you can take a course by course. Right. So if a school district doesn't have the opportunity to offer Japanese or German or whatever the course, a a higher level math class, and you can do a virtual class like that way, I think it's phenomenal. Whoever thought of that was really on target. The virtual school full-time has become interesting situation to me because it absolutely serves a purpose for some families, absolutely. Uh, children who are ill and don't aren't, aren't in the hospital where they can stay there, They're, they have an adult with them all the time who can be their coach because that's a requirement of virtual schools. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think those bullying situations, I think those are all totally appropriate for virtual schools. Um, one thing you hear in the in the house when when we were going through the pandemic and then after the pandemic, uh, a lot of folks were saying you've got to get kids back in seats. I don't agree. I don't disagree with that. We have to. Most kids really do better when they're sure. in a school building. So behinds in the seats are the way we really want to go. But for some folks, I think it certainly is a viable option. Um, I haven't seen all the programs. <laughs> Springfield also does their own virtual program. Right. Um, it seems to be working out fine. I think we have, I can't remember, 12 or 13 approved companies who do virtual schools. Some are better than others. I would not be in, in a position to measure who is better and who isn't. Sure. But, you talked about a teacher shortage, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Missouri keeps showing up in a lot of these lists of being 48th, 47th, 46th on lists. And they're with our friends Alabama and Mississippi. Why is teacher pay so low in the state of Missouri? You know, I sometimes I think I have the answer, and sometimes I go, I have not a clue here. Um, it's, I think, first of all, teacher pay is lower because of how we fund schools. Uh, not necessarily even the amount we fund, but like John and I graduated from Pattonville High School. Mm-hmm. Pattonville School District is well-funded locally. And so when you have a the Ledoux's, the Claytons, they all do great, right? And their teacher salaries aren't low. Um, I did fine as a teacher. I, did, I mean, I wasn't knocking the world down, but I raised my family on that, right? S- but other districts who, who, especially rural districts in many cases, who have a lower, much lower tax rate, getting much more money from the state, there's still a cap on what they're getting. So they only have so many dollars. It takes this much money to, to run certain programs that are really important for kiddos. I think we just don't have enough money to pay them appropriately. You know, but I, we are we are rare in how we fund public schools. In well, we're sitting on billions of dollars in surplus right now. How come we haven't put it into teachers? Because it's one-time money, and it's kind of like building. If you build a raise on one-time money, you will run out of yep, money. Yep, that's exactly right. That's a, that almost sounded like a Republican. <laughs> but State Representative Paula Brown has been our guest.